you know, we're a fiber deficient country. Most people don't get as much fiber as they need. And so I was also not getting enough fiber. And now because I am getting all that fiber, it's definitely better. And the other thing you mentioned, like the the gut health mental um, combination there, the vast majority of like the serotonin that is really like created in our body is actually from our gut microbiome. And so when we can improve that with a whole food plant-based diet, we can significantly increase our serotonin levels, which can um, are shown to help with with mental health as well. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast, and I'm your host, Maya Acosta. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life. Let's get started. Friends, I am very excited that today you'll be learning about Christina Lascano. She is a physician assistant that works for Mora Medical. You might have heard me talk about Dr. Lori Marvis's program, who also has been here on the podcast. You're going to want to listen to the entire episode to learn about why Christina loves working for Mora Medical. We're going to talk about the importance of telehealth and the circles that Mora Medical offers. And also you're going to learn about an event that we're doing together, Christina and I here in the Dallas area on July 16th. Christina went into healthcare due to her passion for preventative and lifestyle medicine. She graduated from Texas A&M University with honors in 2014 with a degree in allied health. She then went to PA school at the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth and graduated in 2017. Since PA school, Christina has gained experience in primary care, urgent care, and lifestyle medicine. She joined the American College of Lifestyle Medicine in 2019 and is in pursuit of her ACLM certification this fall. Within a practice, she focuses on incorporating lifestyle modifications as a first-line approach to many chronic diseases. She enjoys teaming up with her patients to help them realize and meet their health goals. She joined Mora Medical in October 2022 and has loved working at a company that shares her passions for lifestyle medicine. Christina lives in Dallas, Texas with her husband, Christopher. Outside of work, she loves going for walks, exercising, yoga, journaling, meditation, traveling, and trying new foods and spending time with family and friends. I also want to add that Christina was at an event that I held in the fall of 2022, and this is how we knew that we were going to want to work together. All right, let's meet Christina. Yes, thank you so much, Maya, for having me. It's an honor, truly, to be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I'm so glad that you also came on board. And the more that I get to know you, the more excited I I get about our connection and possibilities for how we can collaborate and support people in the community. So I did mention that you're in Dallas. Uh, so yes. I want to kind of remind people r- briefly of how you came to our event in the fall. That was with Dr. Will Tuttle who was in town on tour promoting his um, World Peace Diet book. And at that time, we partnered with Mega Shaw from True V, and that's where we held the event. And then you had a few minutes to talk a little bit about Mora Medical. So that was pretty cool that you came. Yeah, I loved coming to that event and meeting all of your um, your followers and then also some of your friends and the plant-based community of, of Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah. 
I feel like the community is starved for these kind of events. Like we need, you know, more of this stuff. So a little bit later, we'll talk about some things that you and I are planning to do to support the community. Christina, let's start with your health story. I, you know, I, I mentioned before we started recording, people love to hear these stories because most of us have had some sort of ailment. I often talk about how before I I became whole food plant-based, I suffered from menstrual cramps and I had acne and uh, extreme fatigue. There was so much that was going on with me. And today I have more energy and I feel better. But, you know, people come on the show and they share all sorts of uh, stories about what they experienced before they adopted this way of life. So tell us um, what was going on with you? Yeah. Um, and I love um, sharing my story, and I'm so glad I'm going to be able to share that with your followers. So I was, uh, I graduated PA school in 2014, and then it, was, it wasn't until about 2019 that I kind of started looking into lifestyle medicine. Um, but what was going on was I was having a lot of, I've, I've always had some GI issues. I realized in high school that I was lactose intolerant, so I stopped drinking milk products and dairy products. Um, but I still was having some problems and didn't really know what it was. Um, I grew up in a family where we were all, my parents were very good inspiration and role models for us. We ate healthy um, and we moved our bodies regularly. You know, we were in sports and things like that. But there was always this like, I, w- I felt like I couldn't digest certain foods. Um, my stomach would be upset after I would eat, having a lot of bloating, uh, gas, constipation, <laughs> to, to not, you know, put it lightly, those are the symptoms I was experiencing. And it wasn't until I started practicing as a PA, um, I've always been passionate about preventative medicine. Um, and that's what I called it until I found lifestyle medicine. I was always passionate about helping people to prevent chronic disease, um, prevent worsening of their chronic disease, prevent progression, right? Um, But in 2019, I found American College of Lifestyle Medicine and Dr. Dean Ornish's work um, because I was researching ways that I could improve my own health. I was researching things that I could do to improve my intestinal problems that I was experiencing. And I stumbled across Dr. Dean Ornish's work. He was the first one that I uh, found. And it was eye-opening for me. I was like, oh my gosh, where has this been like my whole life? And um, also, you know, since I've been a PA, I didn't really learn about this in PA school. And this is so exciting. And I just dove in and um, have been learning more and more since. But basically what I did was I started to incorporate more plant-based meals into my lifestyle. So my husband was luckily on board and we started with just one meal a, a week. We did more food plant-based once a week. I think it was meatless Mondays, we called it, to start out. And then over time, I kind of worked up to it. Over time, uh, my stomach issues got better. I started having less bloating, less constipation, less just upset stomach. And I started to feel a lot better too. I had more energy I was struggling with some burnout and some mental health as well, some depression at that time. And so that also improved. And so, I mean, it was amazing how many things were improving in my life. Um, My husband was also feeling better. 
And so over about a year or so, it went from meatless Mondays to meatless every day. And we went whole food plant-based and the meal, you know, we learned how to cook these foods. We learned how to order certain things when you would go eat out. And it was fantastic. We were like, oh my gosh, this food is so delicious. And honestly, I, I liked it even better than I liked what I was cooking before. I just didn't know about it. And a little side note there, like my family growing up, we thought we just couldn't digest beans and legumes. We just thought like our stomachs like just didn't, they just didn't sit well with us. But over time, I had to work up to eating the beans because I wasn't used to the eating them previously. But I actually started out with just like one teaspoon or I mean, one tablespoon of beans a day. And then I would work my way up. Um, and that worked for me. And I tell my patients that too, is a lot of times if you're not used to eating these things, it takes some time for our gut microbiome to adjust. And once it does, though, you're able to digest these foods without any problem. Now I can eat half a cup of beans, a half a can of beans and have no problem. So um, my stomach is better. My intestines are better. I feel better. Um, and I just love to share this with, with my patients as well. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, not only did my physical health get better, but also did my mental health. Right. Oh, that whole idea of, you know, how what is happening with our gut can affect our mind, our emotions. So going back to the gut health overall, what was the one thing? I'm sure there were several things, but what was the one thing that really stood out in terms of what you realized you needed in the diet that you didn't have as much? Yeah, I think for me, it was the the non-starchy vegetables and the legumes. Those would be like the two things that I didn't have enough of in my diet, especially when, you know, the standard American diet, a lot of times it's like, what's for dinner? And like chicken and then, you know, the vegetables, like a side thought, right? A side, you know, oh, well, I guess we'll make this vegetable that we have. So incorporating like my meals were so much more colorful. There was so many more vegetables incorporating mm-hmm. lentils, which I'd never really eaten before, different types of beans. I mean, I learned so much like that year. And yeah, I'd say the biggest thing I was lacking was the fiber, um, just from all the vegetables and the uh, the beans. They're, yeah. you know, we're a fiber deficient country. Most people don't get as much fiber as they need. And so I was also not getting enough fiber. And now because I am getting all that fiber, it's definitely better. And the other thing you mentioned, like the the gut health, mental um, combination there, you know, are the vast majority of like the serotonin that is really like created in our body is actually from our gut microbiome. And so when we can improve that with a whole food plant based diet, we can significantly increase our serotonin levels, which can um, are shown to help with with mental health as well. That is probably why we have this wonderful overall sense of well-being when we clean up our diet, Mm -hmm. because not only are we not feeling the physical symptoms of being weighted heavy, like the the foods that are deep fried and processed kind of have this heaviness on us. But um, so you feel lighter when you're eating more salads and bringing in more vegetables into your diet. But also you do feel like I noticed that my anxiety, you know, my overall symptoms when it came to feeling anxious improved as a result of uh, cleaning up my diet. I also like how you talked about how you took, 
you know, your time and you added foods gradually and over a course of a year, you and your husband did this together um, because, you know, and you probably hear this all the time also working with patients. So you probably just hear this from other people that when people decide to make this change and they're not prepared and they do it overnight, that sometimes can be sort of not the best approach because they're not ready. Uh, it's it's not going to be a sustainable change that they'll make. I may have shared with you, I think over dinner, I shared with you that there was someone, an influencer that I learned from who was fully raw and I was raw till four, meaning that I would have the papayas and the mangoes and like all these um, healthy, mainly fruits in the morning. And but my belly was like, like I was distended, like I was gassy, I was uncomfortable. And no one told me, hey, you know, incorporate a little bit at a time. Your body's not used to having all of this at all at one time. And instead, I was like, it doesn't work for me. I'm just not going to do this anymore. Um, but now I don't deal with any of that, like at all. Like I have beans regularly. I have other foods that people may say can be discomforting um, from time to time. And I actually feel really good. And so, but now it's been seven years as well. And that's a common thing that we help our patients with um, at Mora Medical is when they transition to a whole food plant-based diet, a lot of people will have some GI discomfort or um, sometimes even some other symptoms can happen when your body is kind of adjusting, even seeing people with like mild headaches and different things like that. So as somebody's adjusting to a whole food plant-based diet, having some guidance can be helpful. You know, I didn't have any guidance really besides just the, my research that I was having, uh, that I was doing. But um, but yeah, I usually tell people, some people can just go 100% whole food plant-based overnight and they do okay. Say the vast majority of people have to kind of work their way up. I don't think it necessarily takes a year like I did. Uh, I think you can do it much quicker than that, just fine. Um, and I, that's what I like to help my patients with, for sure. Speaking of you working with patients, can you explain to my listeners what a physician assistant is and does? How is that different, say, from a nurse practitioner and or just a physician in general? Yeah, that's a great question. So a, a physician assistant is very similar to a nurse practitioner. We basically function the same in a in you know primary care and most specialties same thing with in lifestyle medicine we basically we we in essence do the same thing we're able to see patients we're able to on our own individually um, we're able to prescribe medications we're able to decrease medications which is what i like to do if possible um, we're able to provide um, medical advice and care uh, as well it just needs to be under the direction or the supervision of a physician. So as a PA in Texas, each state has different rules. But as in Texas, we meet with our physician once a month to review cases and to discuss patients and then also discuss questions and things like that. And then the physician is always available for any questions that we have at any time, not just once a month. Um, so they're there for us if we have any questions. Um, but like I said, it's very similar to a nurse practitioner. In some states, nurse practitioners are able to practice without any supervision from a physician. That's one little difference that's starting to change. Um, physicians still need to have the supervising physician. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Riz, as you know, has his vascular practice, his vascular center, and he has a nurse practitioner that's mm-hmm. working there at the center while Riz still has, he's still working at two other hospitals. And so it really is, it just alleviates a lot of the burden that Riz would have in terms of looking at, you know, in terms of assessing patients and and working with them. So, that, you know, I hear all these stories all the time. So I know that he's very happy with his nurse practitioner being available and being very reliable in the in the center. So now I remember we when we were having dinner, you kind of shared with me a little bit about what life was like as a physician assistant working in kind of the regular Western medicine model, uh, regular practice like that, and what it's been like now that you've learned about really in a field that you were already interested in, in terms of preventative medicine, but it's more lifestyle medicine and working with more medical. How has that changed how you work with patients? Mm, that's a fantastic question. So I, I would say it it's changed pretty significantly. So in primary care, I was, as I mentioned, I'm very passionate about lifestyle medicine and preventative medicine. So I was always very cognizant of taking extra time with my patients to talk to them about all of those things, uh, about all the six pillars, right, that we talk about all the time. And I would take time. I actually would would use my 15 minutes that I had with the patient and make sure I had some time to talk about one of those pillars at least um, that maybe could help them with a number of their chronic conditions. Now with Mora Medical, I have a little bit more time with each patient, which is fantastic because I'm able to spend even more time to get into the nitty gritties of, okay, are you moving your body? Are you, tell me more about your diet. Um, can send me your food log. Let's go through that. Like, how about your sleep? Are you sleeping well? Are you, how many hours are you sleeping? Right? So I, I have more time to spend with the patient's and also, they're interested, too, in, in making some lifestyle changes. They usually come to us because they have some interest in making some change as well. So that would be the biggest thing that's changed. The other big thing that's changed is that at Mora Medical, we do group medical visits. Um, so I do a combination of one-on-ones and then also group medical visits. And the groups are so, so wonderful because they you know, the, the patients come and they get to know each other and they support each other. You know, when somebody says, oh, I've lost five pounds and, you know, I, my blood pressure is improving. Other patients are on there, you know, clapping and, um, you know, giving them, you know, kudos. And, you know, so there's a community that develops there. The patients develop, they, they find a community. And I think you mentioned earlier, even today, you know, you know, being in in out in in the world, right in America, there's it's hard sometimes as somebody who eats plant based. Most people around us are not eating plant based, so it's when we find this community, it can be so helpful to basically help people to maintain the lifestyle changes that they're wanting to make. Because it can be lonely when you do it on your own and be harder to stick to. But when you have like an accountability partner or a group to come to each week that you know everybody there is also going to be on the same journey or a similar journey, um, it can be so much easier to make those changes that are necessary to see the health benefits that you want to see. Yeah, 
Absolutely. It's a lifestyle change. And I like the word like a support group. I like the idea of of that being like a support group, a community that we come, um, that we join for that support. And if you think about it, because I, I do too much thinking, but if you think about it, like how we live before we, we come to lifestyle medicine, um, the people we surround ourselves by already reinforce a certain lifestyle. So mm-hmm. if we enjoy eating popcorn or whatever it may be, if we love um, doing restaurant tours, whatever it may be, whatever lifestyle and hobby that we're interested in, we find like-minded people to join us in that. If we like drinking and going to bars or partying, we find people to join us in that. When we decide to make healthier choices, we have to find the community so that we can do it together. So it, it, it doesn't just become about the food, but it becomes about enjoying someone's company who also shares similar um, values when it comes to eating a little bit cleaner, for example. So it's kind of like having to start over in some ways. Um, you know, I don't have in my immediate family anyone really that's on board with the choices that I made in terms of lifestyle modifications. Um so it's always nice to come together with other people that do value that, where I don't have to explain or justify or defend myself for making these um, healthy choices. Uh, there was something else that you said about having time. And I remember I had a, a dietitian on the show once who went and saw a patient. They, she was sent to speak to this patient because she's bilingual, fluent in Spanish. And she walked into the hospital room and the whole family was there. And she said, okay, who's the patient? Okay, type 2 diabetes is what they were battling with. And so the individual, the dietitian said, have you ever been given diabetes education? And they said, no. Like they don't know what I, you know, they just know they that the patient has type two diabetes, but doesn't know the details. They didn't know like how lifestyle affects that, uh, the situation. So that's what you're talking about is that many times when we're in the regular system and we're only given 15 minutes a year or whatever it may be with our, our doctor, the doctor, first of all, may not be equipped and trained in knowing that lifestyle modifications can actually help improve a condition, but they might actually not know what to prescribe in terms of food and lifestyle. And so this is what you and Morica and Mora Medical are doing is that you're helping to inform people that it's not even just what you eat, but it's also whether you're getting quality sleep, whether you're moving, because, um, you know, in our society, we just always believe that you should restrict what you eat and exercise more, which, you know, just frustrates me when I hear that because uh, it just, and exercising, it almost feels like you have to be at the gym all the time. And our goal is to encourage people just to be more active, just to get out and walk and, and be, you know, active in their community. Yeah. I mean, we at Mora Medical try to avoid the word exercise just because it can be triggering for for, for all of us, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So I love the word um, physical activity or movement. And my tip to my patients is always find something that you really enjoy doing. Find something that brings you joy when you do it and that you can look forward to doing. So like, for instance, I used to, I used to run. I used to be a runner and I really didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, I had this identity, you know, my friends would always you know, get together. Like, oh, how are you? How are you doing? Good. You know, you know, what runs of your are you doing? You know, 
they would ask me about it. And it was almost like part of my identity that I was a runner because I did track and, but I didn't really enjoy it. And it wasn't until I found other exercises and other, you know, ways to move my body that I really enjoyed that I started to really look forward to movement. I looked forward to um, that time that I had carved out. And so I always just encourage people, if, if you've, if this type of movement isn't working for you, if you're dreading it, experiment, try some new things, you know, try water aerobics, try pickleball, right? That's the big thing right now. Try something new. And and then also when you figure out if you like to work out by yourself, do you like to work out in a group, you know, experiment with different options and, and um, find something that brings you joy, because that's what's going to be the most sustainable. Absolutely. I've never liked going to the gym and I'm almost embarrassed to say that because <laughs> that's not no, necessarily yeah. a, but just when you said that the word exercise can be triggering and I am, I try to be careful of also about words that I use because I also don't want to encourage people to restrict their eating or feel deprived. But I've always said, get me outdoors and I will be active. I love being outdoors. I love to cycle everything. So, yeah, I, too, love all of that. Uh, so tell us more about Mora Medical. What else do you do to support patients? Yeah, so at Mora Medical, we are a all remote. So all we do everything through telehealth, um, lifestyle medicine practice. So we are not primary care. We encourage all of our patients to have a primary care doctor in addition to seeing us. Um, but we help people to make all of the lifestyle changes that we've been talking about. So as I mentioned, we see people um, on one-on-one visits and in groups. The majority of our of our practice is really built on those group medical visits. And as I mentioned, there's a lot of benefit to the group. There's evidence that it can be beneficial for behavior change. And so that's one of the reasons why we do it that way. And as I mentioned, we talk about not only diet, so we don't only talk about whole food plant-based eating, but we also talk about the other six or the other five pillars. So, you know, of course we have eating, eating whole food plant-based, moving our bodies more, um, improving our sleep and getting more restorative sleep. That's a huge one. I would say I'll come back to that one. Um, reducing stress, which is another important um, reducing use of, of harmful substances like alcohol, tobacco, and then that social connection. So the social connection, you mentioned a couple times, you know, having that community, having this people that you connect with, people that you have something in common with, that's so important for our overall health. And so just by doing it in a group setting, we're, we're helping with that one pillar. We also have um, each of our groups, each group has a WhatsApp group that they can connect with outside of the circle so they can talk throughout the week. Uh, we also have a private Facebook community where people can post, you know, their, uh, their recipes, like questions they have, various things of that nature. And um, I want to go back to sleep, though, really quick, because that's a big one that we talk about at Mora. So sometimes when a patient will come to us, they you know, will want to change certain things, but they're not getting enough sleep. And so they're just really fatigued. They're, they don't have the energy to get out and cook a meal. They don't have the energy to exercise or move their bodies, right? 
And so sometimes sleep is one of the first things that I work on with a patient if they're really struggling with their sleep. Because once we get that, you know, better control, once we get somebody sleeping better, their energy goes up, then they have more energy to make some of the other lifestyle changes. So sleep is super important and a lot of people don't realize, right? And I don't think I always realized either until I started doing this research and and joining this company. So um, yeah, so that's a little bit about what we do. I've noticed that if I don't get enough sleep, I crave the processed foods, the salty foods, the comforting foods. And I don't know why that is. Um, do you have any idea? I mean, I, I go back to it, it affects somehow our gut health. Um, but I see why you would want to tackle that and encourage people and support them in getting adequate sleep so that they can also then combine that with, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables, for example. So there's actually some physiology behind why when we don't get restful sleep, why that can interfere with our health. So a couple different things there. One is that there's a hormone called leptin that helps control our appetite and our hunger. And so when we, it's secreted while we're asleep. And so when we don't get enough sleep, that hormone isn't released as much. Therefore, our, it, our appetite increases during the day. So that's a lot of times why we will crave these things like you mentioned uh, when we don't get enough sleep. Another piece to that is that um, when we sleep, there's a lot of DNA repair and modeling that can happen. So if we don't have restful sleep, that can increase, you know, inflammation in the body. Um, And of course, as we know, inflammation can increase risk of a number of chronic conditions. Not getting enough sleep can also impair our mood. So it can make us more irritable. And it can also affect our concentration, making us have more difficulty focusing on tasks um, and also being able to control our ups and downs. So there is a lot of evidence behind that. And so that's one of the reasons why we talk about sleep so much. It's such an important topic. And you know, all of it, the whole field of lifestyle medicine, the pillars all really affect one another. I know that what you said earlier was that you don't discourage people from moving away from their primary care physician. You want to work kind of in collaboration with the physician. So tell us how the how Mora Medical works with patients. Yeah, so uh, everything we do is virtual. So we use telehealth as our platform, you know, we use Zoom actually as our platform, but everything's through telehealth, which is actually nice for patients, especially because we do meet with our patients more frequently. We meet in the group setting every week for an hour. And so patients aren't having to commute a long way to get to, you know, a doctor's appointment. They can do it from the comfort of their home. Some people will join, you know, during their lunch break at work, or they'll do it right outside their office before work, you know, different things so that it can fit into their busy schedules. And that's one of the real nice benefits of it being telehealth. Another really nice benefit is that I can be here in Texas, but I can be seeing a patient because I'm licensed in multiple states, and so are our other providers. We can see patients that are in other states even. So I can see people in California and Florida and New York and Otherwise, without that, this amazing technology, we wouldn't be able to do that. So we have much farther reach. We can help more people in that way. Um, and then 
we help by connecting with their primary care. So we provide every patient with a letter to give their primary care doctors, telling them what we do, who we are, you know, how to contact us if they have questions. And then we're also starting to actually send our notes to providers as well so that, you know, they're going to be getting notes on, on their, on their patients. And so we'd like to communicate with the primary care doctors if, if we can. And so that's why we, we do encourage patients to have a primary care doctor because there's certain things that we can't do virtually. You know, we, it's ideal that you could have your heart listened to once a year, have your lungs listened to, you know, if you get a cold, you, you have to have somebody like listen to you and look in your ears and all of those things. And some, we don't order colonoscopies or mammograms and screenings like that. So that has to come from the primary care. But there's a lot of things that we can do. We can order labs for patients. And some people like to have their primary care order the labs instead. Um, or we can order them. And then we can set up a one-on-one to review those labs. Uh, we can also um, you know, decrease medications or increase if we need to. Um, certain things like diabetes medications and blood pressure medications. Those are the two most common that we that we adjust. Um, and that's because a lot of times when somebody does go whole food plant-based, their blood sugars and blood pressures will, will come down fairly quickly, which is what we want. Um, so then we have to adjust the blood pressure medication, adjust the diabetes medication, um, just because it's a, a risk, you know, it could be life-threatening, right? If somebody's blood sugar comes down too too low or their blood pressure is too low. So we decrease the medications to keep their their levels um, where we want them. So um, even physical activity, just moving regularly can help improve uh, blood sugar and blood pressure as well, right? So even that yeah. can be a reason yeah. why they might need to be de-prescribed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. just there, there's, we have a lot of patients use the continuous glucose monitors that like go on the back of your arm or yeah. your stomach. There's a couple different kinds. And yes, it's so fun, you know, helping patients with, well, all of my patients, but I really, the ones that have the CGMs, they, they learn a lot from it. They're, and I've had patients say, you know, oh, if I eat my greens first, I eat my non-starchy vegetables, then my blood sugar, and then I eat my greens or my grains and my beans my blood sugar won't go up as high. Yeah. Even if I had the same exact meal, if I eat the greens first, the blood sugar doesn't go up. I've had that um, with a number of patients have told me that. Um, and then another thing, this isn't just from patients, this is also from evidence, but 30 minutes after you eat, going for a quick walk, it can even just be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but that can bring down your blood sugar as well. So yeah, there's lots of different things that um, can affect our sugar levels. And then stress can increase it, right? So that's why we talk about stress reduction. Yes. I was listening to another podcast uh, because I I listen to podcasts like crazy. And there was this woman who was sharing her story of how she went through a pregnancy with preeclampsia. And uh, so much so that she had a bedridden and she talked about how they kind of darkened the room and turned down the sound to keep it very quiet. And so the podcaster asked why is that? Why did they do that? And she said, well, you know, light and sound can actually affect the blood pressure. Like you just never know. And I imagine that if you're like high anxiety as it is, and you have blood pressure issues that 
a lot of lighting, a lot of things that can stimulate you probably contribute to also increasing your blood pressure. I don't know. That's the impression that I got. Yeah, there's a lot of things that also can affect your blood pressure as well. So we talk to our patients about those kinds of things. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that they're when you when you exercise, your blood pressure does actually naturally go up, right, to accommodate for the exercise. But then it comes down after you exercise. So just it's up while you're exercising or while you're moving your body. But then the rest of the day, you know, usually once you get into a routine of moving your body regularly, blood pressure can come down pretty significantly. Yeah, that's awesome. So now, as you probably know, Dr. Marvis was on the show and she talked a little bit about what these shared medical appointments look like, or at least the different programs that are available depending on what the patient is looking for. Mm -hmm. I want to say that she mentioned one that is intended for weight loss. So if patients are interested in, in that, they can sign up for that. And you could tell me more, but I think the other one was like on disease reversal. And I'm not sure if the other one was on just adopting a whole food plant-based diet, like how to get started. So can you tell us more about those? If that, if I'm correct, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's correct. Okay. So we have three different types. Uh, one is for our patients that are already eating plant-based that want to further optimize their health. So we have a number of patients that maybe they've adopted a whole food plant-based diet, or maybe they've adopted a, a mostly plant-based diet, but they're still, you know, maybe 70, 80%, maybe 90% there. And they're still having some other chronic condition, maybe high blood pressure, high cholesterol, osteoporosis, postmenopausal symptoms of maybe insomnia, right? So variety of different conditions that they might still be wanting to improve or optimize. Some come to us without any chronic conditions and they just want to optimize their health. And so that's that's one group that we have, one set of groups. So we call those our plant-based circles. Even though all of our circles are technically plant-based circles because we're promoting plant-based diet, those are our ones where patients come to us already mostly plant-based. The second type is the weight loss specific circle. So that one is for patients that want to lose weight. We have a large number of patients come to us wanting to lose weight. And so we decided to create one that was specifically for that. The nice thing there is that everybody in the group wants to lose weight and so everybody has that shared connection for wanting to improve their their health through weight loss. And most of them also have maybe one or two other conditions, maybe more um, that they're also trying to improve. And with the weight loss, things like diabetes and blood pressure tend to also improve. And some of the same things that you do for the weight loss also help with the other chronic conditions. Um, and then our last group last type of group is the disease reversal group. So as I mentioned, some of the people in our um, our weight loss group do also want to you know, re re reverse the disease as well. But the disease reversal is really those patients that are focused mostly on reversing their chronic condition. So maybe it's diabetes, maybe it's high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Those are probably the most three most common, but we also have a lot of patients with autoimmune conditions, various kinds. 
you know, psoriasis or, you know, lupus or uh, multiple sclerosis, different things like that, then they're wanting to improve their either their pain, their symptoms. And then we have patients too with, you know, osteoporosis and just a a big variety of different chronic conditions that they're trying to improve. And so in those circles, we will ask about, you know, how is your blood pressure? How is your blood sugar? Um, and And I always am very respectful and try to say, okay, you know, is it okay if we talk about your vitals in the group setting? And they say, and we'll always say yes. And then we will talk about it. And then I can adjust their medication if, if need be. So that those are the three main kinds. And, and then, as I said, we do also do some one-on-ones, but those are usually for our patients that are in circles. We call our group medical visit circles. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, no. I kind of put two and two together. I was actually yeah. going to ask you if, uh, <laughs> to clarify that. So your shared medical appointments are called circles. Yeah, I we like that. to think of it as being like a a circle, right? So we're all connected. And so that's one of the reasons why we keep calling circles. Yeah, it's and it feels like community because I right away mm-hmm. imagine people in a circle holding hands, supporting one another. Yeah. So I want to touch a little bit on two of the circles that you have. The weight loss, I am happy that you have that because I might have told you this in person, but for me, I'm very passionate about supporting people in weight loss. Now, I don't do any of the coaching or anything myself, but through the podcast and being gentle with that topic. Um, in the past, I've had an obesity medicine specialist come on the show because I feel that that's one area that many primary care physicians are not well trained in and supporting their patients to lose weight and knowing how to speak with their patients so that the patient doesn't feel judged um, by by the physician. So I'm glad that you guys offer that. And so I really, really want to emphasize what you said earlier, that it's pretty easy. You just log on to Zoom after you sign up through these programs. You have a patient portal through Mora Medical. And how else, what's the next step like for people to sign up to become a patient or to work with Mora Medical? Yeah, and I think a couple of things there. So one, you mentioned, you know, is it easy, kind of, is it easy, right? So mm-hmm. yes, it is easy to get on the Zoom calls. The nice thing is that we send a text message with the Zoom link 15 minutes prior to the appointment. It's like an automated message that gets sent to all of our patients 15 minutes before their appointment. So all you have to do on your if you want to use your phone is just click the link and it opens. And if you're in you know, a circle, it's the same link every single week. So you don't have to find a new link every week, you know, and it's the same link for all the patients in that circle. So that makes it easy. Um, you just click the link and it opens and you're able to join. There's a host, right? So I would be the host of my circle. And so when you join, you would say like waiting for a host to let you in. And then we let, let our patients all in, you know, Mm-hmm. a few minutes before the circle. If a patient's wanting to get started, what they would do is go onto our website, mora.com. So M-O-R-A.com. And from there, there's a big blue button at the top where you can just put book an appointment and you click that and it'll ask you a couple questions if you have 
if you want to use insurance, because we do accept insurance. That's huge. I don't think we've talked about that. A lot of lifestyle medicine or um, various, you know, uh, coaching and different things like that sometimes doesn't, you know, it's cash pay, right? It's out of pocket. Whereas we accept a number of different insurance companies. So on there, you can say book appointment. If you do push, you know, the button for insurance, it'll come with a list of different insurances and you can see if yours is there in your state. But then you can also do cash pay as well if you don't want to go through insurance. So you can choose which one or if you just are like, I'm not sure yet. I just want to talk to somebody. (laughs) There's another button you can press to just say, I just want to schedule a meeting with the intake team. So if you click the insurance or the cash option, it'll ask you a few questions and you just like a couple, and then it'll let you schedule an appointment with one of our providers. It's as simple as that. You click, it'll show a screen with the different providers, the times that were available. You just click what, you know, a couple buttons and then you're, you're scheduled. If you want to just find out more information, like I mentioned, there's that third button and then you put in your phone number and email address. And then one of our intake MAs will call you and get, you know, answer your questions. And then if you would like, set you up with a circle or a one-on-one visit with the physician. Awesome. So I was talking to my mom the other day. It's just, this is not at all associated with more medical, but the reason I'm going to bring it up is because you never know until you ask. So the other day, I don't live in the same state as my mom, but she was telling me that she woke up with a neck pain. So I, you know, suggested she go see a massage therapist or a chiropractor, whatever she's open to. And she said, well, first I'm going to go to my doctor to get a referral. And I said, mom, you don't need a referral for a chiropractor or a massage therapist. And she said, oh, but my insurance covers it (laughs) if it's a referral. Well, she's older, right? She's retired. And I don't know if it's like Medicaid or Medicaid. I don't know. I don't know which one she uses. But the whole point is that she said, even if she goes to the gym and wants to work with a personal trainer, the insurance company will pay for it. And I said, what? You should be taking advantage of all of that. Like I had no idea. Um, So I just kind of want to throw that out. I um, Because you never know what your insurance company will cover and how you ha- the billing has to be done for that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I think just being able to accept insurance is, is so fantastic, right? Because there's a lot of, um, as I mentioned, there's, there's a number of other services out there where it's cash pay only and, and that can be limiting for some patients. And so we really want this to be of something that patients can actually do, something that they can feel financially okay doing. And so, yeah, always check with your insurance, you know, check with us and our, our intake team can check with your insurance and make sure that we're on your plan and can tell you how much each, each visit would cost for you. Um, for some patients with certain insurances, it doesn't cost anything. And for some, you know, they have to meet their deductible first. So it just depends on the person and the insurance but our intake team would be able to answer those questions. Well, that's awesome because if the insurance company can cover that, then it's just another way to support your health. One less thing to hold you back. So that's pretty cool. I love that. Uh, So I want to mention that you and I are planning an event in July and I'll mention the date, but if it changes, I'll delete the date (laughs) from this conversation. But so far we're looking at July 16th 
um, in Frisco at the library there. And I'll put information in, sh- in the show notes, but we're, we're going to do an event where we hope people in the area in Dallas, Plano, Richardson, wherever you are, if you're in Fort Worth, hopefully you can come. We're going to do a combination of showing a documentary like I used to do before uh, the pandemic, because documentaries are so informative, but they also really help sway us. Uh, so you can, you know, bring a friend, a loved one who you think may want to hear this message about. This one's titled From Food to Freedom. So it's a documentary, kind of like a part two by Nelson Campbell. I often talk about Plan Pure Nation on the podcast and what it means to be a pod leader. And so this documentary came out this year. And Dr. Lori Marvis is in it. And so I want to encourage people to come out to the library. Again, I'll put all the information in the show notes. And Christina is going to be there. And so our goal is to help you inform, really to inform you in person about a couple of things. You'll see in the documentary that Dr. Marvis worked with a small group of individuals for 10 days and that they saw significant changes in their numbers. And then they go off back into their communities and some of them go back to their old ways of eating. And what we conclude, at least, you know, from watching the movie is that people need support to really have this lifestyle change be permanent. We need support. So whether you find the support by going to a circle on Mora Medical, one of their like plant-based circles or whatever works for you, or locally joining one of the events that we do in the Dallas area, whatever support works for you is we want to encourage you to stick with that. But also we want to talk more to, more about telemedicine and what that looks like, especially Dr. Um, Marvis's program, Mora Medical, that's um, telemedicine. And that's what Christina has been talking to us about today. We're really excited to, to meet everybody in person and hopefully you can come and, and hear or see the showing of, of From Food to Freedom because it's a fantastic documentary. And as Maya mentioned, people, the number of the patients had significant improvement in their chronic diseases just within the 10 days of the program. So yeah, I'm excited to watch it again with everybody and then answer questions and talk more about how telemedicine can be helpful. Yep. And you know, Christina, like, so I've been this, you know, I've lived this way with um, a whole food plant-based diet for seven years now. And at least once a year, I watch one of the documentaries. Usually it's Plan Pure Nation or I'll watch What the Health or Forks Over Knives again. Like once a year, I rewatch something I've already watched because it reminds me of why I made these changes. Because I know that as I get older, my risk for many conditions goes up. And so I'm helping to prevent health problems that could develop later on by making, not only changing and improving how I eat, but also moving, getting enough sleep, all the other things that we talk about in lifestyle medicine. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited that we're going to do this in the community. I feel like people want to come together, that they're looking for opportunities. We're going to, so I'm partnering with another group. We're hoping to maybe combine it with a potluck, but I'm not sure yet. So we're still working on all the details for that. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell my listeners, Christina, about how they can reach out to you if they want to work specifically with you um, and any other links that you want to share? Yeah. One thing that I would really like to say is that 
a lot of times we might know what is important for our health or what we need to do for our health, but it can be hard to make it happen. So at Mora Medical, our goal is to make it easy, easy or easier for you to make it happen, right? So we might, you might know some of the things that you want to improve. You might know, okay, I want to eat more whole food plant-based, but I don't know how to actually do that. Or I want to move my body more, but I just don't really know what my next step should be. And our goal is to help that, help you make those changes. And like I said, we might know what to do, but sometimes it's hard to actually do it. So we're there to help you along the journey. And if you want to reach out to to me personally, um, I am on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place to find me. And then I I am on the Mora Medical website as well. So you can read my bio, look at my um, information there, and you can schedule an appointment with any one of our amazing clinicians um, on our website as well. Awesome. Well, Christina, it's been fun having you on the show. I'm looking forward to doing more with you. And thank you again, because I think my listeners need to hear over and over again what the benefits are of working with someone in telemedicine and not just telemedicine, but someone trained in lifestyle medicine. So thank you for coming on the show today. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this podcast, do us a favor and share with one friend who can benefit from this episode. Feel free to leave an honest review as well at ratethispodcast.com forward slash HLS. This helps us to spread our message. And as always, thank you for being a listener. 